Man, let's give it up for all our moms in the house today. All you moms, we celebrate you. You're all awesome. Welcome to uh, Mother's Day here at TC. All you moms, let's have you just stand up where you're at. Moms, can you stand up for us? TC, let's put our hands together for all of you, all the moms. We celebrate you. Go ahead and have a seat. Awesome, awesome, awesome. It's Mother's Day, and so we, uh, we jump into our Real Talk series with our Mother's Day uh, sermon this year because we want to honor you moms. And while honoring moms, I wanted to talk about a couple of the things that my mom does that we all laugh at because that's what we like to do here at TC is laugh a little bit. I did tell these jokes at the 9 o'clock service when she was here. She's helping us, but so it's not, I'm not talking about her behind her back or anything, I promise. All right? I might tell an extra one. Anyway, so... My mom, we went to Mother's Day brunch yesterday. We don't plan anything on Sundays, so if there's a holiday on Sunday, we celebrate it on Saturday because Sunday is a working day for us. Um, And so we went to a Mother's Day brunch yesterday, and my mom has a few things that she does that we all have to laugh at because if you take it serious, it'll frustrate you. You know what I'm talking about? And so we pull up yesterday, and so all of us are driving our own car. So it's, you know, me, Tommy's got his car, Cindy and Anthony got their truck, um, and then Natalie and Phil, they got their truck. And then there's my dad's truck and my mom's car. My grandparents are in town. So there's a lot of cars trying to fit at this house, right? She manages to take up the whole driveway with a Toyota Camry, all right? The whole driveway. Me and Anthony got our trucks sticking out the back in the road and stuff because she, anyways. So we've given her a hard time about that. One of the other things my mom loves to do that uh, it's kind of a habit at this point, And we give her a hard time a lot is she'll whisper the most important word in the statement or sentence that she's doing. So the other day she was talking about the neighbor, all right? It's 8 p.m., 8 p.m., all right? Me and her are the only ones in her house. And she says this, you know, the neighbor's building a new fence. <laughs> and, she, and she says, they're getting on my nerves. And I was like, why are you whispering? There's only two of us in the house, and there's four brick walls between you and the person you're talking about. Like, they're not going to hear you if you say, she's like, they might be standing outside. I'm like, yeah, that's logical, right? <laughs> so my mom has her own little things that over the years we've picked up and we've picked on. And so moms, thank you for letting us pick on you for so many years. We greatly appreciate all of your patience. Let's get into what we have for today. I know many of you are anxious for lunch today. Some of you are maybe trying to aim for brunch. We're past that. It's lunchtime, but uh, the Ruby Slipper's still open. Come on, somebody. Yo, they have a fried chicken eggs Benedict. Boy, look. That was, that's a train stopper right there. I had someone tell me last week after the Whataburger thing, they said, you know what we do now, me and my family? We don't pick where we're going to lunch until after you get done preaching because we're going to figure out what we want based on what you talk about on, in your sermon. I was like, uh, that's a good game plan. So feel free to check out the Ruby Slipper. Uh, restaurants, you can sponsor us at... No, I'm just kidding. We're not doing But we want to... We're going to talk about some mothers today. And in talking about mothers, I wanted to, bring, I wanted to point out a few mothers in the Bible that I think uh, were both admirable and honorable. Uh, and so some of these I think might connect with some of you guys, all right? First of all, there, is, uh, there was Sarah, 
who is the mother that waited patiently for a child. Maybe you're a mother out there and and you feel like there's a promise in your heart that God is giving you for a child, but you have yet to have a child. And we want to encourage you that um, we can even celebrate you today. There's Hagar, the mother who endured the fight through misery uh, to find her blessing. And some of you have endured through misery still looking for your blessing. Some of you had a child and it was your misery. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just joking. Number three is Rebecca, the mother who didn't do it all right, but still saw the promise. How many of you moms will admit, maybe you haven't done it all right, uh, but thank God that he gave you a promise, right? Then there's Jochebed, the mother who, uh, the mother with a faith in God to protect her child. And I think all of you can connect to Jochebed because at the end of the day, at some point as a mother, you have to let the little ones go. Y'all know what I'm talking about? You got to let them just go out and live on their own. You know, and, and we, man, we honor some of you guys because it all matters. Everything you do for your child matters, right? And so we'll get to that in just a second. Then there's Samson's mother, the mother who followed the rules even when her child didn't. I think all y'all can connect to that one. Come on, somebody, right? How many of y'all had some crazy kids? You can just admit it, right? How many of y'all, every one of your kids been a knucklehead at some point in time, right? You just got to pray it through with some spanking. Anyway, so... Um, And there is Naomi, the mother-in-law who shared her faith to the next generation. There's Ruth, the mother whose faithfulness produced a king. Hannah, the mother who kept her promise and saw her son anoint kings. Can I tell you something, some of you moms out there? The future of some of your children's legacy is dependent on you keeping your promise to the Lord to continue to connect them to him. There's Elizabeth, the mother who believed in miracles. And then there's Mary, the mother who birthed the king. And so today, no matter who you are, maybe you're a a new mom trying to figure this whole thing out. We celebrate you today. Maybe you're a seasoned mom with some wisdom trying to help these new moms know what to do. We celebrate you today. Maybe you have yet to experience the joy of childbirth. They tell me it's a joy. I hadn't experienced it, so it's whatever. But maybe you've yet to experience that. But your heart is to raise up young people uh, and to have a child. We celebrate you today. And maybe having a child is not in the game plan for you. Maybe that's just not the, the destiny that the Lord has picked out for you. Can I tell you something? Spiritual motherhood is still an option. And I want to encourage you to adopt spiritual children and teach them the ways that the Lord would have them know, even if their mother has not. No matter who you are today, you have a chance to lead children as a mother. We want to encourage you to connect that. And we want to honor you today and thank each and every one of you. I want to give you some encouragement, moms. Say encouragement. I want to give you some encouragement. Number one. I want you to know that what you're doing today makes a difference in eternity tomorrow. Don't ever take for granted what you're going to do today because all of it matters if we make a choice to connect what we do and what we teach today to the child's eternity for tomorrow. Every opportunity you get to love them or discipline them or do both at the same time, you can do so in a way that it connects them to a savior and you're connecting with eternity for tomorrow. Number two, embrace the current time as you prepare for different chapters. What I mean by that is this. What you're doing today is the last opportunity that you're going to get to do today what you're currently doing. So today you may be cleaning up toys after them, right? And so you may be going around the house cleaning up toys. Can I tell you something? There is an age which they should start cleaning up after themselves, 
and it's not 30. All right? So if you're still washing their dishes and they're 30, come talk to me. I'll give you a few pointers on what to do. And it involves an open door and a boot. All right? You know what I'm talking about? Just anyway. So, but no, in all honesty, man, we, we, need to be, we need to enjoy this current season because once this season is gone, you never get it back with that child again. And the next season and the next chapter that's going to come is going to bring its own situations and some struggles, but also joys with it. Enjoy what you have today because tomorrow it's going to bring a whole new thing of its own. And today you're going to expo- experience a lot of joy, but you may experience a lot of pain too. Be here today Don't be too focused on tomorrow because you never get today back, but you can always worry about tomorrow, right? And so we want to embrace the current season. All those mundane things will never be repeated. That's the next thing. So glorify God in them. All the noses that you get to wipe, every eye roll you get to give your husband because he's not doing it for you. No, I'm just kidding. Right, Every chance you get to do something with that child, for that child, your son or your daughter, I want you to embrace those moments because you never get them back. And, and you, if you find a seasoned mother whose child is older in the sanctuary, they'll tell you that there are many parts of their life today where they, they would go back to doing the dirty things just to have the joy of holding the child more often. And so we want you to embrace the times for today. And then number four, we want you to remember that Jesus is bigger than your kids. Listen, you can do everything right. You can do it all right. You can, you can come in and try to, try to protect them, try to guard them. But at some point, you got to let them fly. And when you do, you have to trust that Jesus is bigger than everything in their life. Here's what you should do as a mom. I want to challenge you as mothers do everything you can to connect your child to Jesus. Because there's coming a day where your influence starts to decrease and you're going to have to trust what you've poured into them over the years. And so do everything you can today to take care of them because tomorrow they're going to start making terrible decisions. I'm just letting you know right now. They're all knuckleheads. Listen, we've all done it. If you, if you made bad decisions, raise your hand. Where y'all at? The rest of you just made one because you didn't raise your hand, all right? So, like, we've all made bad decisions. We've all done questionable things. I know between 12 and 18 was kind of my era to screw things up. Y'all know what I'm talking about? So that, uh, that time frame was very, uh, all right? So we don't, we, don't talk about, we don't talk about a lot of the things that happened during that time frame, mainly because we don't remember all the things that happened during that time frame. Some of y'all can relate. Anyway, so... We want you to know there's five things we want to talk about with the model mother. All right, turn your name and say a model mother. There's five things we want to talk about for the model mother. And so let's jump into this today so some of you can go get your fried chicken eggs benedict. All right, so at PB Livingston. No, I'm just kidding. So, all right. Number one, the model mother. One of the first things that the model mother does is she glorifies God in all things. All situations, every opportunity, she's showing 
God to her child. She's, she's loving on them like Jesus. She's glorifying Jesus and how she raises them, how she disciplines them, how she loves them, how she encourages them. She is constantly glorifying God. How do I do that, Pastor? By constantly giving God the attention in every single thing that you do, while at the same time showing your child the love, the joy, the peace of God in everything that you do. Can I tell you something? That's really fun to talk about, but sometimes it becomes difficult to execute. Y'all know what I'm talking about? How many of y'all ever had a bad day and your kids got the brunt of it? Right? Like, come home on two wheels, you're kicking the dog, right? Like, just the whole, the whole night. Like, man. But we need to glorify God in all the situations that come with our child. Let's look at Titus 2, 7 through 8. It says this. It says, in everything... Set them an example by doing what is good. In your teaching, show integrity, seriousness, and soundness of speech that cannot be condemned so that those who oppose you may be ashamed because they have nothing bad to say about us, right? And mothers, we want to encourage you with integrity, raise your children. Show them what integrity looks like. Don't live one way, but talk to them about another Show them what integrity looks like, right? Seriousness. See, my, me and my mom, me and my mother are very similar. We love to have fun. We love to laugh. We love to eat. Come on, somebody. Hey, hey. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Anyway, so like we, love, like we love to have a good time. We're also the calm ones in the family. We don't get riled up very easily. So we're just kind of, you know, like, Things are happening, things are happening, you know, whatever. And uh, like a, a pole could fall through this roof. There'd be a giant hole in the ceiling. And both of us would just be like, huh, somebody should fix this hole. You know, whereas my dad and my sister, Tommy and Cindy are kind of even in the middle, but my dad and my sister would be like, ah, ah, oh my God, ah. like they're freaking out. Me and my mom were just like, huh, ain't this something? And so we're, we're like super chill, super calm. But here's the deal. My, my mom is full of love. She's full of life. She loves to have a good time. We, some people call her the pastor of fun. You know, like she just loves to have a good time. But here's the deal, though. When my mom would come to sit down with me and talk to me about something very serious, because of her nature, because of the way she was constantly loving, constantly having fun. She always wanted our house to be a house of celebration, not depression. She always wanted to introduce joy into our house. When she had something serious to say, everyone listened. Can I tell you something, moms? Everything doesn't have to be serious all the time. You want your child to receive well from you? Pick moments of celebration. Don't let every moment be something that's wrong. Celebrate the wins and the positives as much as you crack down on the negatives in their life. I promise you, you will have a child that celebrates you more when you're there to wave the victory flag with them as opposed to constantly looking for every opportunity to spank them. And so we celebrate our kids. So you have to know when to be serious, especially if you're like one of the joking ones like my mom. And then soundness of speech that cannot be condemned. I think about this with, uh, with my mom, but I also think about this with my wife who is here. I'm not going to point her out. She hates when I do that. Love you, babe. Over there. So, uh, and so uh, there's my mom and my wife are both this way. They're amazing mothers. 
My mom's amazing mom to me growing up, so much so that it gets on my wife's nerves. When we first got married, I made the mistake. All right, self-reflection moment here. I made the mistake of we were moving in the house. Some of you guys that have been married, you know the moment. You move in together and you're still figuring each other out from the perspective of living together, right? And so we moved in and I was arranging the kitchen. First of all, the kitchen is my domain. That is not a secret. You see this? This took years of practice, okay? So the kitchen is where, that's like where I'm at. And so so I, I was in the kitchen and I was arranging the kitchen the way it made sense to me. I need this here, I need this here, I need this here, I need this here. She comes in and starts rearranging it. Now, it came out of my mouth before I realized it, okay? First of all, it wasn't my fault. It was the enemy. He tripped me up, okay? So, but I said, she was, uh, so she came in, she was like, we need to put this, this, this. I was like, no. And she was like, why? I was like, because that's where my mom put it. Never again, folks. <laughs> you only make that mistake once, okay? So I, uh, I was like, never from the, and, and I didn't live it down for about a year and a half. She's like, I would be like, yo, I'm going, I need, we need to put this over here. She's like, why, is that where your mom put it? And I was like, listen, that's not, <laughs> not important, okay? But here's the deal. My mom, I love my mom. She's amazing. She, sometimes she's my crutch, if y'all know what I'm talking about. She's like, you can have that chocolate cupcake. Don't worry about it. And I know you're trying to lose weight. Eat all you want. Anyway, so... But my mom is amazing. My wife is amazing too. Like she's awesome. And here's the deal. Going back to the scripture. Soundness of speech that cannot be condemned. No one can say anything bad about my mom or my wife. Like you can't come to me and say something bad about my mom. Come, you can come to, like, uh, why? Because they end up looking like a fool and ashamed. Because if they try to say something bad about her, I'm like, you, there's no way you can have anything. Not just because she's my mom but because she constantly shows Jesus in the way she raised us. But here's the other side of that. My wife is the same way. I look at how she looks at our son, and she constantly reflects the love of Christ towards him in an amazing way. So because of that, you can't come at me sideways about my wife or my mother because they're both amazing moms, both to me and my wife to my son. So if you try to say something crazy about her, you're just going to get like the Leonidas Spartan kick, okay? Just like, like no, uh-uh, not having it, not here. So, man, we need to glorify God in all that we do. Number two, the model mother is full of love. She's full of love. Now, I know some of y'all saw that blank. It's like, she's full of what? No, love. Okay, the answer is love. Full of love, right? Colossians 3, 12 through 14 says this. You must clothe yourselves with tenderhearted, say these words with me, Mercy. You know what mercy is? Mercy is giving is not getting what you deserve. Listen, there's plenty of times where your children are going to deserve a lot worse than what you're going to give them. Right? And some of you, your kids are older, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Like you had a moment where you were coming in and you were like, you know what? I'm going to extend mercy. Like you something like an eerie peace came over you, but not like the weird kind where we all knew we were about to get it real. Like, you know, when my mom was too calm for the situation, y'all know, she picked me up from the police station, was like, it's okay. I was like, nah, let me out the car. Anyway, so <laughs> tenderhearted mercy. All right. So extending mercy, not giving them what they may deserve in that moment. Right. Kindness, humility, 
gentleness, and patience. Your kids are going to need a lot of those things. We show them love by extending mercy to them, but also kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. It goes on to say, remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Now, this is a broad context, but it applies to mothers and children. Above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds us together in perfect harmony. So moms, show love in everything you do. Number three, a model mother is not anxious. Say anxious. A model mother is not anxious. Now I know some of y'all are like, yeah, okay. Because moms are worriers. Can I get an amen, moms? Now I know both, all the moms out there also going, if y'all didn't do stupid stuff all the time, I wouldn't be worrying all the time. But you know what? It is what it is. <laughs> the model mother is not anxious, right? I remember growing up and, uh, man, we made terrible decisions in our childhood. And, you know, it's funny because people used to put us as pastor's kids on a pedestal, you know, like, well, they won't make the same mistakes as every other kid. You're right. We make worse mistakes than every other kid. Okay. So, but I remember <clears throat> making uh, just Man, it was bad. And one of the things that we did that my mom, I, I think she was a, a model in, uh, in regards to a model mother, is all myself and all of my siblings, me, my brother Tommy, Cindy, my sister Natalie, all of us, like all of us, all dated someone that was absolutely terrible for us. Like terrible for us. Now, we didn't marry him, thank God. But dated someone that was absolutely terrible. So, and I remember my mom, rather than becoming overly anxious about situations, she would go straight to the Lord and she prayed those people out of our lives. I'm not kidding. She spent hours and lots of tears crying over myself and my siblings, my brother and my sisters, knowing that God, you have a plan and a purpose for their life. And your plan and your purpose for the life is going to require the right people in their life. And so if these people ain't it, and I think she had like a side conversation with God. If these people aren't it, and you and I both know they're not, then would you please move them out of their life? And can I tell you something? Every single time that person disappeared from our life. It doesn't mean they were terrible people. They weren't the right people for us. And then God brought the right people for all of us, except for Tommy, because he's married to his cars. Anyway, so, which is my brother. For those of you who don't know, he's, he's a car guy. Anyways, it's going to take a special woman to do that. I'm just letting y'all know right now. But she's not anxious. There were opportunities for my mom to be anxious, but rather than letting anxiety contain, uh, control her emotions, she made sure that the peace of God came through her relationship with God and her prayer life over us. Mothers, can I tell you something? Giving it to God would, it will bring a much better result than complaining to God about it. So if you have areas of your life that you're hoping for your child, bring them to the Lord and surrender those things to the Lord. Don't let anxiety control who you are. Philippians 4, 6 through 7 says this. Says that, uh, it says, do not be anxious about anything. Even your wacky children. Okay, so do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. Mothers, 
present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Listen, don't be anxious. Don't let those things control your mind. Surrender them to the Lord. All right, number four. The model mother is never surprised by sin. The model mother is never surprised by sin. I, I love the story John Piper tells. He's a famous pastor, I think, uh, out of Baltimore, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Well-known. He was talking about one of his sons had messed up. And he got the call that the parents don't want to get, but occasionally some of you get them, right? Hey, we have arrested your child. He is of like, such and such police department. Like, oh, perfect, right? And he was driving to go get his son, but he knew in his spirit that, he, that this is an opportunity to show what I have preached my whole life. And so he pulled up to his son, and his son got in the car. His son, obviously, his son's terrified. And he looks at him, and he says, Son, your sin will never surprise me because we're all full of it. We're all full of sin. Sin is a part of every one of our lives. What I want you to do is always know that together we will defeat it. And can I tell you something? Moms, sin is going to be part of your children's life they will mess up at some point, right? doesn't mean they have to keep messing up, kids, all right? But they will mess up. Can I tell you something? When they mess up, they need to see you not shocked by the decision they made. They need to see you encourage them. They, let me tell you something, moms and, and parents, period, but mothers, your children will always do better by you encouraging them the way they should go rather than telling them the way they shouldn't. Leave them where they should be. Don't just tell them all the places they shouldn't be. Because have you ever told your kid not to do something? How well did that work out? Right? Now, some of y'all figured it out with that reverse psychology. Listen, don't you sweep that floor. Don't you vacuum over there. I'm a vacuum then. No, your kids will always do better by you, telling, by you leading them where they should be rather than telling them where they shouldn't be. And can I, tell, can I give you one more? Don't ever tell your child not to do the very thing that you do in front of them. Don't, the whole like do as I say, not as I do thing does not work with kids in case y'all hadn't figured it out yet. <laughs> Our kids become worse versions of us, right? All of, us, all of us new parents are like, yes, they do. Yes, they do. Anyway, so, so never be surprised by sin. Uh, James 1, 2, and 3 says this. It says, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. Because here's what we know with kids is that in every season we get tested. And even with our kids in every season we get tested, right? The thing is, is the season we're in today, if maybe you're a new mom, the season you're in today is gonna be the easiest season compared to what you experience tomorrow. In other words, dropping them off at daycare the very first time you do it, you're gonna be an emotional wreck. I'm letting you know right now. You're gonna be crying, oh, my baby. You're gonna do it, right? But then dropping them off for their first day of elementary school, it gets hard. But then you're going to drop them off for their first day of middle school, and that's going to be even harder. Then you're going to drop them off for high school. That's going to be even harder. Can I tell you something? 
the day they go to college, the day they move out of your house, that one's going to be even harder. But here's what happens, moms, is because you endured the first one, now you have built up and you know that you can handle the next one because where you can't, where you feel like you can't do it, God gets to bring strength in and help make up the difference. So that when the next challenge of your child comes and they're gonna keep coming, you know, I'm gonna give it everything I can, but I'm gonna let God make up the difference in this one too. And then the bigger thing comes and you give it your best shot and God makes up the difference with grace. And, and then the, the bigger things come and you give it your best shot and God makes up the difference in grace. There is no perfect parent. There's only a perfect God for you to rely on when you fall short. So mothers, just rely on Jesus to be everything that you can't and be everywhere that you can't. Because I know all y'all would like to follow us around and just tap us on the shoulder when we're about to do something stupid. Hey, don't do that, right? But you can't. And you can't text us all day either, all right? My mom, she's like one of those people, she, she texts me and if I don't text her back within like 30 seconds, she texts me again. Hey, like, hey, what, what, do, we, what do you wanna go for lunch tomorrow? I haven't texted her back in 30 seconds. Hey, 30 seconds later, hey. Hey, boy, smiley face emoji, you know, like your passive aggressive stuff is not working, mom. Okay. Question mark, question mark, question mark. Like, mom, I was pumping gas. I've only been gone for three minutes. Like, calm down. You know, you can't be everywhere, moms. Sometimes you got to just trust that everything you've poured into the kids is going to be what carries them through. Even when they make bad decisions, because they're going to. You spent your life prayerfully showing them what Jesus looks like. And if you haven't, you get to start today. If you're a new mom, awesome. Because you get to start prayerfully where some of our seasoned moms can come in and say, hey, listen, when you're raising your kids, don't ever do that. All right? And if you're a seasoned mom, by the grace of God, he carried us all through. Okay, you know what I'm talking about? No matter where you're at, we celebrate you today, which brings us to number five. Jesus, or she's a reflection of Jesus. The model mother is a reflection of Jesus. Interesting story, there was a pastor one time, he, go, he went and he was preaching in an arena, thousands of people were there. And so there's all these people, when he gets done, he, he felt so good about how good of a job he did. And so people were coming up to him and they're like, hey man, you're, you're like a model preacher. Like you're, you're, a, you're the model preacher, what preachers should look like. Man, you're, and they kept saying, you're the model preacher, you're the model preacher. And so he comes home, his wife didn't go with him. He comes home and he was just saying, babe, like it was amazing, did a great job. Everyone kept saying, I'm the model preacher. I'm a model preacher. Like, I, I, that was a model sermon, I'm a model preacher. She just laughed. And he was like, what's so funny? She's like, you ever looked up what the definition of a model is? And he goes, no. She said, it's a small replica of the real thing. <laughs> Way to bring it down, mom, way to bring it down, okay? But all that to say, I think in this particular situation, it's actually true. To be a model mother means to be a small replica of Jesus. Let's go to Galatians 5 and have a look at what that might look like as we wrap this up. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, moms, show love. Show the type of love that Jesus shows, the type of love that would lay their life down. And I know all of you mothers feel that way. Man, moms, can I tell you something? 
you're like superheroes. The mere fact that you had a child in and of itself. I went with, I was with Ashley. She was getting ready to give birth to Javen. They gave her the epidural thing. It was a needle. That bad boy was this long and they were trying to like, I, oh, gee, mm. <laughs> Tell y'all what, I was, they started putting, the needle goes in her spine, fellas. In case y'all don't know. I was like, oh no, what is that? I don't even like to give blood. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm this dude, like just, just go. I don't want to do like, so they're, they were giving her the epidural and, then, and I was, I almost passed out. The nurse was like, you don't look good. I'm like, you think? Like, she's like, you need to go take a walk. I was like, you're right, you're right. I need to go take a walk. I'm not gonna make it through this. Moms, you're superheroes. You do stuff, fellas. You're never gonna know what that woman went through to have that child. Thank God, okay? Y'all know what I'm talking about? Like, amen. The Lord did not choose that. Y'all took the fruit, it's y'all's problem. Okay, now anyway, so totally kidding, kind of. So anyways, but we have a love for our child and moms, you have a love for your child that only you can have. Guess what? There's a love for your child that only Jesus has. And that's, some, that's the model that you get to show. Always show the love to your child that Jesus would show to your child. Show them joy. Listen, you may not be happy all the time, but you can always have joy. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Situations in life can mess up your happiness, but you can always have joy. And so we constantly surrender. And so you bring joy into your home that happiness doesn't disrupt. Always bring peace. One of the things I love about my mom is she has a way that doesn't matter how crazy my life is getting. This past week has been, it wasn't a bad week. It was a busy week. Just one of the busiest weeks that I've had in a long time this past week, trying to get a few things settled. And, and we went to my mother's house for brunch and I don't know what it is about her. She has a way of calming everything down. And moms, always bring peace into your kids' lives. No matter what they do, they will always have enough reasons in their own life for it to be chaotic. What they need is for you to bring peace into it, just like Jesus would do when he steps on the scene. Next is patience. Be patient with your child. Moms, please, because they're gonna make terrible decisions. I'm letting you know now, terrible decisions, they're all bad, okay? 12 to 18, especially. There's nothing good that comes out of that. Next is kindness and goodness. Be both kind and good. Be faithful, be gentle, and have self-control. Show your kids, moms, what Jesus looks like because as we connect them to Jesus, we connect them to the rest of their life. And the, what you do today, again, I take you right back to the beginning of this. What you do today can make a difference in eternity. And so we wanna lead our kids well. So moms, we celebrate you today. TC, let's put our hands together for all the moms in the house. Let's show Jesus, amen. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for today. God, we thank you that you have chosen us, God, and that we, having received grace and mercy, get to now give grace and mercy. So I pray that you extend that to all the moms that are out there, all the mothers who, may, whether they're new moms and they're just stepping into the understanding of what all this means, whether they're seasoned moms, they've been around a little while and they've experienced all this, whether they've yet to become mothers and they will, or whether they're spiritual mothers. God, I pray that you lead them 
you guide them, you show them, Father, that you, the, the love that they can show, the joy they can show, all the things they can show to their child, they show it by showing them Jesus and pointing out Jesus in everything they do. We thank you. With your head bowed and all your eyes closed today, maybe you aren't usually at TC, maybe you came, maybe your mom comes here and you came with her, whatever the case may be. But we want you to know today that Jesus is here to transform your life. And again, maybe you didn't come expecting this, but since you've been here, you're recognizing there's some areas of your life that need to change. And I'm here to tell you today that Jesus loves you and he wants to change them. And today, if you, maybe in your heart, you're saying, I know that I need a difference in my life. I know something needs to change and Jesus needs to transform you. The Bible says he, he makes you into a brand new person, which means all the old stuff passes away and you get a brand new start. And today, if shame and all those things have been controlling you, we want you to know that Jesus can change that for you. And today, if that's you, you're saying, Pastor, I need something different in my life. I need Jesus to take control. I wanna to surrender to him and I wanna give my life to him. And I wanna watch him do something with my life that even my mom would be proud of, but more importantly, my eternity would be secure and heaven would be my destination. If that's you, I'm not gonna embarrass you. I'm not gonna come to you. I'm not gonna point you out. I wanna pray for you. If you say, that's me, pastor, I wanna give my life to Jesus today. Would you raise your hand right where you sit? Again, I'm not gonna point you out. I'm not gonna embarrass you. God bless you. God bless you. Once you put your hand up, you can put it back down. Like I said, I'm not here to embarrass you. I want to pray for you. God bless you. Once you, once you put it up, you can put it down. Maybe you're watching us online. You say, Pastor, that's me. I want to give my life to Jesus today. I want him to take control. The beauty of the gospel is this, folks. We've all sinned. We've all blew it. We've all messed up. But Jesus can make us brand new. And he wants to do that today in your life. So what we're going to do is we're going to pray a prayer together. This prayer doesn't make you saved. The Bible says we repent from our sins, which means to turn away from them, not to go back. But we put our faith in Jesus. And as we put our faith in him, that alone is what makes us saved. But let's pray a prayer today, declaring with our mouth what we're believing in our heart. The whole church is gonna pray it with you so you're not praying it by yourself. And if you're watching us online, you can pray it with us as well. Say, dear Jesus, forgive me. Forgive me of my sins. Forgive me of my wrongs. Make me clean. Make me pure. Make me whole. I believe that you died on the cross and that you rose three days later through your life, through your death, and through your resurrection, I can be saved. I believe in you. I want to follow you for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. TC, put your hands together for all those that prayed that perhaps the very first time. We celebrate with you. Awesome, awesome, awesome.